Welcome to Dad I'd Like to Friend. I'm your host, Kevin Selden. And I don't know about any of you out there, but I am zapped. You know, the past few years have been rough. And we're at this point now where every parent that I speak to is just fighting to get to the end of the day. There just seems to be a consistent lack of joy in homes all across the globe. And that is no way to live. And I found that the best thing to do whenever I'm feeling this way is to go back and look through things that have helped me in the past when I felt similarly. So today I'd like to revisit something I like to call my happiness checklist. I hope it is as helpful to you as it has been for me in bringing me back to my happy place. Let's dive in. So if any of you out there are feeling just exhausted by even the thought of the smallest tasks, I have something that I hope will help you get back on your journey to happy, which to be honest, I have found is a larger problem than the pandemic that's going on in our world. There seems to be this intense lack of joy throughout homes around the world. So here it is, my happiness checklist. Number one, support network. Number two, love. Number three, passion. Number four, health. And number five, fun. And I think that the order I mentioned them in is very important. Uh, And we'll delve into that in just a few minutes. But at the end of the day, these are theories. It's actually a theory I came up with in my 20s. Although many feel the 20s are such an exploratory and wasted time period, not wasted because we're learning so much about ourselves and we're learning so much about the world, but a lot of people think that people in their 20s are so lost. I actually feel like I was more together in my 20s in certain ways because I had the time to play and Fun was not something I needed to have on my list. I used to split up passion and money uh, as two separate categories. And when I hit my 30s, I thought I would really like to be passionate about things I'm doing to make money. So I'm going to merge those two. And I realized that fun became something that was not as much of a priority and actually needed to go on the list as a reminder for something that I needed to actively pursue. But I feel like in my 20s, I had this this energy for life and this passion for self-improvement. And I had the time to work on self-improvement. But I honestly feel that no matter your age, this theory applies. And it all starts with support network. Because without a strong support network, you are left without the confidence and security to actually let down your guard in a way that's necessary to form true connections and love. And without that connection and love, it's very hard to find passion in life, let alone find passion in the work you do uh, to make money. And without passion, we can often become quite lethargic. Without that energy in our lives, we find ourselves on the couch, not eating healthy. We find ourselves 
not working out, not taking care of ourselves physically or mentally. And when we are lethargic, oftentimes that is not an energy that goes hand in hand with fun. So as you could see, all five kind of stem back to the first origin of support network, which is where we'll begin. It took us around five years to get pregnant, and it was a very trying and lonely process. And through that five-year period where we were uh, working to get pregnant, I pushed away a lot of my support network. It was completely on me, but I unfortunately think that that is a fairly common practice for people when they get depressed, to push away those closest to them. When, in truth, that is the exact opposite of what is needed. And when we finally learned that we were pregnant, I never took the time to think about my feelings. Uh, No one asked me about my feelings. The conversation was always about my wife or the baby, which is truly where a strong support network would have come in handy. And by support network, I don't mean people around that I could shoot the shit with. I'm talking about people who will ask you how you're doing. People that you can truly talk to and be vulnerable with and not just sit while scrolling through your phone. So without a support network, I really began to go in my head and really began to feel lonely and lost. You know, men do not have the kind of support network that that women have. We don't have the infrastructure of places to go and meet other dads. I know now that for me, connection is extremely important. And that's why that five-year struggle to get pregnant was that much harder, because I feel that support network is the base to everything. It's what makes us feel safe and secure and able to let down our guard, to tackle new things. There's a lot to tackle in today's world, especially right now. That's why I think the process to attempting to become better parents, better humans, and at least make something good out of all this chaos is to build our support network and to keep the support network we have strong by checking in on our loved ones, by being available, because we can make the time if we want to. Which brings us to the number two most important piece of this puzzle, love, which I feel like can't exist without a strong support network. Because if you don't feel safe and secure, which is something that often comes from a support network, then we're left with two options. We either look inward and we begin to go into our heads and that alienates us from our partners and from our kids, or we tend to become very intense and just spill our emotions onto those closest to us, being our partners or our kids, which is a little too much for any one person to handle. And also, not only is it nice if it's balanced amongst a support network, but it just puts a lot of weight that doesn't allow for connection and for love to shine through. And that's not saying you can't rely on your partner as we all should. And for me, my partner is my best friend. But at the same time, she 
has her own life and her own things to deal with. And I feel like if I have something I want to talk about that involves her, sometimes it's not best to go to her. Sometimes it's best to talk to a support network to calm down and discuss the situation. Because until we clear all that chaos from our heads, it's very difficult to form a connection. And connection is one of the most important aspects, not only of support network, but of love. But with all of the technological distractions of the modern world, I feel like it's easier than ever before to be locked up in a house and never truly connect. So in our family, we had to make the choice. And I've discussed this with a number of my guests to put away our phones, to turn off technologies, to make date nights a priority with my wife, to have quality time, sometimes over quantity, where the phone is is not present. And it's not three hours with the phone next to you in case someone calls. Even a half hour is so much more than two hours with your phone sitting next to you as you slowly check it back and forth and are not fully present. It's the only chance that we all have at actually making a connection. It's saying, you know what, I can take a half hour. And if someone calls, a half hour is not going to make or break anything. And that's not the case for every job in the world, but for many of us it is. And when we eliminate those crutches, we can allow for some real connection. And that connection is crucial to finding our passion, which is number three on this happiness checklist. I mean, allowing ourselves the space for a connection where we can get lost in a moment outside of our own heads is one of the clearest paths to reigniting passion in our lives. Because at the end of the day, passion begets more passion, which is why making those connections is the easiest gateway to igniting more passion in our work life. And for many of us, that is an important thing to be paid to do things that we're passionate about. But there are many, many people in the world who are in situations where responsibilities are on their shoulders and they have to find jobs that aren't necessarily uh, something that they are the most passionate about. And I don't think that that is the worst thing in the world. I have definitely done jobs in my life that I have not been uh, extremely excited about. Sometimes you have to do things for the money to survive, and that's okay. But I think the way to balance that is to then find hobbies or side projects that you are passionate about because you can't just be a robot going through the motions and doing these jobs for money and never finding ways to discover and ignite your passion. I think that slowly but surely that kills a part of you and breaks a piece inside of you. And when that happens, we move to number four, health. It's very hard to get the energy needed to take care of yourself, both mentally and physically. You know, with passion often comes energy and the desire to live a healthy life. I think the question becomes, if I have no passion in my life, then am I in a place to sit and meditate or be inspired to work out? No, oftentimes I'm lethargic and I want to sit and I don't want to eat healthy. I want to eat sugar and I want to sit and and Netflix uh, and I want to do nothing, which you can't often do with a kid, which makes you then resentful of the kid and just creates this um, negative energy in your body and in the home. 
And that is not an energy that leads to number five, the last piece of the puzzle, fun. As I stated earlier, fun didn't used to be on this list for me. I split up money and passion because I felt like money is an important piece. Without money, it it, it is hard to find happiness because of the strains and stresses of the world. And I thought passion was important. But when I got into my 30s, I thought, you know, I would like to find a way to merge these two, which left the open space for fun, which was lacking in my life. Uh, Throughout my 30s, it has been a choice to find fun. It has not been something that has naturally come always. I oftentimes have to find ways to bring the fun. But, you know, if I can't find the time to let loose and laugh out loud with those closest to me, then I don't really know what it's all about at the end of the day. And that's why I think that fun is such a crucial aspect to living a happier life. So there you have it. That is the list that I have found that are the most crucial aspects on our road back to happiness for anyone out there that has lost their way. First, building a strong support network. Second, using that support network to make you feel open and available enough to access love. Third, finding the connection in that love to reinvigorate the passion in your life. And then fourth, utilizing that passion to give yourself the energy to take care of yourself both mentally and physically. And finally, once you take care of your health, focus on truly letting down your guard and your walls so you can begin to enjoy and bring the fun back to your daily life. But it all begins with building a strong support network. I mean, sometimes just a simple conversation with a friend can help give that small break that's necessary to rebalance ourselves. And a support network, we all know, is crucial to give a different perspective and help us see things from a different angle, which is something we so often need in life as parents. And lastly, but most importantly, it's extremely hard to appreciate what you have and live in any sense of gratitude without perspective and balance. I mean, it is the beginning of everything. It is the base, in my opinion, to live a happy and successful life. And I feel like since it's so hard for dads to find a support network, it makes so much sense that that so many dads struggle with depression and with not having the energy to live a balanced life and be extremely present in the home and passionate about their work and taking care of their health. I mean, everyone deals with that. But one of the goals of this podcast is to build out that support network. Because you should know, for those of you that have reached out, it it has meant a lot. And it has been the basis for a lot of this theory in the fact that this podcast and its audience is beginning to form a very strong support network. And, uh, and it's a beautiful thing, and I hope it continues. But the most important thing to remember is that with everything we're going through right now, this too shall pass. And if we can find ways to be better versions of ourselves now, 
then we're set. When we get to some form of normality again, whatever that is, I feel like the least we can do is have some structure in place to live happier lives as better humans and better parents. And remember that at the end of the day, none of this can happen overnight. Change never happens overnight. It's all about baby steps. Even just the smallest step forward each day in each of the categories mentioned can make a huge difference. But it truly all starts with allowing yourself the space to let down your guard, to let other people in, to ask for help, to allow others to see your struggles and not shine like the face of perfection. Remember that at the end of the day, the goal here is to be happy. That is something that we should all achieve to, not only as an example for our children, but just as importantly for our personal well-being. Because at the end of the day, it's got to be about more than just money or crossing all the things on our list in order to get to the end of the day. Life is short. We have to attempt to enjoy the ride. Because if there's one thing in life that we know for sure, it's that nothing lasts forever. So why not start finding your happy today? Thank you for listening. You know, there are a lot of podcasts out there that focus on solving problems, which is slightly reactive. The concept of this is an issue that's having with my kid. Let me search for a solution. I find the episode, I listen to it, I try and implement it. What we attempt to do on this podcast is to proactively figure out solutions to problems before they occur. And primarily that begins with figuring out a way to help parents as individual human beings to work through co-parenting relationships to assist parents in realizing that they deserve to take time for themselves and that by doing so, we create a happier and healthier environment for our children. But most importantly, to encourage parents to build out their support network because that's where it all begins. That's what allows us to feel safe enough to let down our guard, to vocalize our concerns, to diffuse the situation before it becomes something that blows up, affecting our children and our partners. So if you're in agreement on this theory, please subscribe and consider sharing this episode or others. We look forward to hearing from you on Instagram at DILF Podcast. Until next time.